0: Breaker, breaker, this is whiskey breathing in ocean air. Well, almost. I'm still about 70 miles from Virginia Beach, but I swear I can smell the salt on the air. The last time I was on the ocean was, God, probably a year before the, the I don't know what to call it, the incident, whatever the hell it was. I'd gotten a lead on another job up in Boston, and my contact lived out in the Cape. so. I went out there to get the specs of the gig. Uh, Francis Lennon. That was his name. Sorry, Francis, for shouting your name out in the airwaves, but I really don't think anyone's listening, and also, I'm fairly certain you're dead. Not to say I hope he's dead or anything, not at all, just that the last time I saw him, he was already well into his 80s, and... That was seven years ago, and that'd be plenty of reason enough to to think he might not be kicking anymore, even before you add the realities of living on your own, at that age, in times like these. He was a real character. Lived in this great old house all the way up in Provincetown, the tip of the Cape. You know, the kind of house that has one of those little perches up at the top. What are they called? Anyway, he'd always be dressed in these fine shirts and fancy trousers, except he usually covered them up by wearing a dressing gown at all hours of the day. Like, he was Sherlock Holmes or something. I think he saw himself as a bit of an eccentric. Or he just was a bit of an eccentric. I mean, you meet a lot of bizarre people in my line of work. My old line of work, especially once I started doing the, um, the higher class jobs, the ones that are way less expedient, but a lot safer, that kind of stuff, the art, the antiquities, jewelry, whatever weirdest bunch of people are obsessed with that stuff. And knowing everything about those particulars was never my job. So I never troubled myself with learning much about it, but Francis, he knew it all. The American masters were his specialty, but there wasn't an art form he couldn't talk about. And his place was just filled to the brim with it. I mean, I'm sure if I were a different person, or if someone like Harry were walking through his house, they'd be able to identify every piece. I wouldn't doubt that his collection was worth seven figures or more. Maybe that's why he only ever invited me when he had a new lead. Instead of Peter or whoever. He knew I couldn't care less about what he hung on his walls. I'd listen when he told me all about his newest acquisition, but I wouldn't try to one-up him or sneak something out under his nose. He was a good man. and odd dresser, fast talker, and he'd put a dab of hot sauce in his iced tea, which I always thought was pretty foul, but <laughs> he was kind. I don't know if he really had anyone. He lived in that house all by himself. And I only ever saw him once a year at most. But I'd always go up with the intention to be out the next day. And inevitably, it'd turn into a whole weekend. He'd make me eat steamed clams, which I hate. And show me the new hobby he'd picked up. I think the last time it was... Um, It was stained glass, stained glass. He'd walk along the beach and find bottles or bits of sea glass, break them down or polish them up and fit them together into some kind of pattern that he'd then solder together. He had three whole pieces done when I was there. And he leaned them against the window so that they'd cast the light, colors speckling his kitchen floor. It was October, I think. When I was there, so the whole Cape was pretty quiet, all the summer folks long gone, and we went out and had hot toddies on the beach. I didn't have very many friends. Few people I even liked all that much, but Francis was one of the good ones. Francis, wherever you are, I hope you're enjoying yourself. I have no doubt that you are. And it might not be a hot toddy, but I'll make sure to drink some of the bourbon I've got when I get to the beach. In your honor.